The I Hate the Antichrist podcast is brought to you by webarchist.com. BJ has been a huge help in helping us keep up the website. So that takes a lot of the burden off of my back so that she uh, helps me free up myself to worry about getting guests and uploading for you guys. So thank you very much, BJ. And everyone else, enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful episode of the I Hate the Antichrist podcast. I am currently here with Q. He has nothing to do with Trump, I swear. Um, he's a good guy. He's a trucker, and he's here to talk about a few things. Why don't you tell us, Q, who the hell you are and what the hell you're doing here? You know what? Thank you for saying that I'm not associated with Trump. I'm not that <laughs> Q from Q Nine, January 6th, my fucking DMs were a fucking shambles from grown men crying. I knew it was you, man. You're our savior. You pulled it up. I'm like, yeah, that's not me. I'm I'm not that cute. Oh, we're just going to run a red light. Right on. Beautiful, man. You do that. Uh, yeah, I am Q at not a BBW lover. Truck driver extraordinaire just out there doing me and living the best life that I possibly can. That's it. <laughs> Such a dedicated trucker. He is even recording this podcast while on the road. Indeed. We are in. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm in Texas in a town that's literally called Cut and Shoot. I shit you not. <laughs> what a great name for a town, especially in Texas. Damn. Indeed. Cut and Shoot, Texas. That's where I'm at. That's awesome. Well, I hope you enjoy your drive through and whatever other spaces you manage to hit. We'll be talking for anywhere between an hour and an hour and a half. Sometimes we even go a little bit over. So it's, uh, you know, just whatever it turns out to be. Um, the body of the Antichrist or the nature of the Antichrist for today's episode, we're going with a nature, not a body this time, um, is going to be our world of comfort. Many, many different times in my past, especially, um, it has been extremely easy to just fall for all of the trappings of comfort. And, and that leads to so many health problems, so many lifestyle problems, so many money problems in the world. Um, just, just because people don't know what they're doing, they don't know what to do, because they've just been addicted to comfort for, for their entire lives. And uh, one of the reasons I picked that for you is because of your recent health journey that you've been absolutely savaging it on. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, yes, complacency can be a real motherfucker. It's like people make it or think that they've made it and they get complacent and they stop doing the things that got them to where they were and then six months later, you're complaining that you can't see your dick and you're getting chest pains and whatnot. Well, mm -hmm. you didn't keep going. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to put it out there like, you know, I'm just some Jack LaLanne ripped up. Short. No, I'm still I'm still doing my thing. I'm still struggling. I like uh, I, I posted earlier, the hardest part of my damn day is that damn first set of push-ups and squats. Oh, Especially yeah. after a long day. But you got to get up and put that shit in anyway. Comfort, comfort is great. But in my experience, and I can only speak for myself, if you want to get to the next level, you're going to have to get a bit on 
comfortable. You got to get out of your comfort zone and experience a little pain, you know what I'm saying, a little sweat, you know, if you want to get to that next level. Yep. And it's more than just physical, too. It's also mental pain. There are people oh, who don't yeah. want to... They don't want to work. They don't want to put in the effort to making, like, let's say you want to be a, a business owner, but you're currently a wage slave working for some other company. If you don't have that sort of wherewithal, that sort of desire to push through and keep uh, and keep on keeping on, you're not going to make it as a business owner. You're not going to be able to make it as a businessman because you're just going to fall to the wayside the second anything really challenges you come up because you're addicted to, to pleasure and comfort. It literally starts with the mindset and personal responsibility. I, I I will push personal responsibility all day, every day, because it ends and starts with that. If you don't believe it, how the hell are you going to convince somebody else to believe it? You know what I mean? Like, seriously, the mindset comes before everything else. If you don't have a proper mindset, then I... Go ahead and sit back down on the couch, eat your potato chips, and keep on bitching and moaning. You know what I'm saying? Do that. You know, me, I chose to do something else, which is why, you know, I'm doing my push-ups and my squats. Am I doing all that I can? No. I, I'm doing what I can. I cannot do much, but I can do this for right now. Once I get smaller and a little bit stronger, then I'll do something else. Can I get in that goddamn lane? Yeah, I'm going to get in that goddamn lane. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, it's it's really fun listening to your driving commentary while we do this. It's funny. Man, listen, the <laughs> shit that we see out here on a daily basis as a truck driver would make your damn head spin. And matter of fact, I'm just trying to say this, and this goes for truck drivers as well as you know them damn four wheelers. Cars, the four wheelers, keep your stank nasty feet. Off the damn dashboard, okay? And this is coming from a guy who has eaten ass on the first date. I'm still saying, keep your stank, nasty feet off the damn dashboard. First of all, it's just nasty, you know what I'm saying? He gets the feet all up on the dashboard, you know what I'm saying? Secondly, you know what I'm saying? If you have to come to a, to a freaking hard break, you're screwed, okay? Because all it takes is one girl... Uh, and now your kneecaps can double as earmuffs. All right? Knock that shit off, man, for real. Ah. Uh, I got to tell you about how my uh, stepdad wound up in a wheelchair. So uh, during the 80s, uh, before he even met my mother, my stepdad was a millionaire. Like, he was such a millionaire. He had one of the first commercially available cell phones that had to be installed into the center console of his vehicle. Uh so uh, he had his driver driving him. He was a, he was a real estate mogul. He had his driver driving him to uh, make a casino in, uh, in, I believe, the Detroit area. And this was going to be his oh, first oh, foray. Sorry. <laughs> this is going to be his first foray into gambling stuff. And uh, this guy, his driver, was driving the speed limit. Goes around a curve without braking or doing anything special. And the vehicle they were in, it was, a, I forget what model of Ford it was, but it was a Ford that has the twin I-beam suspension on the front end that raises up the engine like three or four feet off of the ground, which is insane. You, I mean, you're a truck driver, so you understand more than most that 
you know, having all your weight high up is a super bad tipping hazard. So uh, he, he his driver is going around this curve, and sure enough, vehicle tips over, rolls over. My stepdad's feet were on the dash, and get this, and this is part of the reason he believes in God. He <laughs> during the rollover, the driver was fine, but he's he had his feet on the dash, no seatbelt. He goes flying out of the windshield. Um, like flies about 350 feet, lands on the lawn of a hospital as two EMTs are coming out from their break, ready to get back into the ambulance. Oh, Jesus, yeah, talk about you know, that's that's crazy because I swear I was in a situation similar to that, but on a mountain bike, you know, that's wild. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, wow. I was uh coming down this uh this street in Austin, Texas, a long downhill slope. I get to the bottom. It's a, it's a blind blind curve. There's a car at the bottom of the hill, so I panic, hit the brakes, I flip over the uh, the handlebars, and I slide chin first about. 20 30 feet on the ground, you know what I mean? Uh, and like, oh, yeah, I freaking come to a stop, and uh, there's this uh car coming up on me, so it took all my strength to raise up my hands and everything so they could see me. They stopped inches away from my face. The person in that car is a freaking uh EMT who just got off the uh the night shift and was going home for the morning. So they they kept me, you know, conscious and awake while waiting for the ambulance to show up. That man stopped you from becoming into a, you know, your last moments being a meat crayon, it sounds like. Pretty much, man, yeah. You know, I had about nine stitches in my lip. They removed about a good, you know, pound and a half of rocks and pebbles out of my, out of my face and my chin. It was wild. Jesus. Jesus. Now imagine if you were going 60. Man, listen, you know what? That freaking story I told you last time when we were recording, I've been in a fatality in the truck. You know what I'm saying? Like like a a, uh, a person in a pickup truck hit me on purpose to take their own life. Shit was crazy. You know what I mean? It was up there in, uh, in Missoula, Montana in the wintertime. But the roads were fine, so exactly. I can't really blame it, you know what I'm saying, on 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 the weather. Plus, sad part is dude had a passenger with him who oh, no. lived who lived, but is not gonna be wheelchair bound for the rest of his life. He was like, Yeah, man, you know, the guy was driving. He just looked at me and said, I don't wanna do this anymore and cranked the wheel into uh into the other lanes of traffic. I thought he was making a U-turn because I see, you know, people using a median to make a U-turn all the time. But mm-hmm. at the time, we took me to realize, oh, shit, he's going way too fast to uh, make a U-turn. Boom, we hit. And the speed limit up there is 80. He, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was doing 80. My uh, cruise control only went up to 70. Neither one of us hit our brakes. You know, like I remember point of impact. I remember, you know, uh, tipping the fuck over and sliding and everything. I'm not, uh, I'm fairly certain that I didn't pass up, but I can't be sure. 
I just remember, you know, opening my eyes and I am just covered in dirt and snow and sand, you know. Now that was when was that was the moment that made me believe in God. Cause I'm just like, shit, I'm alive. Like I, I'm literally oh, the yeah. only person to walk away from that from that damn incident right there, you know. And uh, these uh, these two dudes came over like. Hey, is anybody else in the truck with you? Like, no, no, it's just me, it's just me. So they had me uh, kick out the windshield, and uh, my feet hit the ground, and I immediately looked up like, God, I know we ain't talked in a minute, but uh, I'm never going to doubt your existence again, bro, because uh, this here was a miracle. Dude hit my engine and took out my entire engine, knocked it clean out. Wow. Matter of fact, uh, you I, I basically got away unscathed, aside end. from a little bit of trauma. It sounds like the, the only thing that happened to me was uh, I, I had a, I had a little scrape on on my left on my left shin, and my left knee was on fire because uh, it was pinned Ooh. underneath the uh, the uh, dashboard and everything. Other than that, yeah, fine. No uh, no broken uh, bones or. Bleeding or anything like that. I like I said a small scrape on on, on wow. my on my on my left leg, and uh, my uh, my damn left knee was just like just thumping. Wow, you know, for a combined 150 miles an hour, that really is a miracle because it was head on, wasn't it? It was not head on. I mean, technically he oh, okay. he t boned me and uh, everything, okay. but when he hit he hit he hit uh, the motor. And everything, and like it was a big ass pickup truck, like one of them Dodge Rams, and everything. And uh, he took out my entire damn engine. Matter of fact, hold up, man. Since so I got been you a couple the DMs, feet, if you'd have been a dude, couple feet further a couple forward, feet backwards, yeah, 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 he would hit my damn my damn fuel tank, and it would have been a whole nother situation. Oh a whole God. nother situation. Like Serious for real. Right there. That's amazing. Yep, let me, uh, I'm going to my photos right bro. now. That's heroin as shit, god damn. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm searching for the picture uh, of the accident uh, now. And I, I'm going to put it in your DM. I got way too many butthole pics on my phone. Anyway, uh, keep talking, that, go ahead. Yeah, uh, wh while you do that, uh, the, uh, you know, I think a lot of people who are suicidal Bingo. are actually okay. suicidal because of their addiction to comfort. They have this idea of what life is supposed to be, that it's supposed to be this, this sort of more comfortable experience with 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 very little control over your life. But you don't need control over your life because, you know, the government will take care of you. You'll be comfortable. You'll be able to eat whatever you want. And then you'll just, you know, you'll slip away someday. A lot of people are suicidal because that feels like such a meaningless thing. Um, and and uh. that's that's my personal position. I mean, at least some people. And maybe they don't realize that it, the reason they're doing it is an addiction to comfort. But in my opinion, it's definitely the reason at least some of them do it. You know what? I mean, I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt. In my experience... People I've known who who have tried it, they tried it because they thought that there was just no help or no hope coming in their direction, and that mm -hmm. is, and that is including myself as well. When I tried, I was like, "Well, <clears throat> it ain't ever gonna get better. Fuck it, I'm done." You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
I personally, I pulled up short at the last moment because uh, I had a thought going through my head of all my haters standing over my coffin like, told you that bitch ass nigga couldn't handle it. Oh, pussy ass nigga. And I'm just mm. like, I don't want to, I don't want to give them the satisfaction of, you know, standing over my, my body and laughing. So yeah, that's, that's why I, I pulled up short. You let that personal discomfort motivate you out of it. This is what I'm talking about. That, that comfort factor. Uh, when you realize yeah. that the discomfort empowers you on some level, at least some level, whether it's just like, you know, you're getting bothered by, by a thought somebody else might have if you kill yourself yep. or, or if you're like, or if, if you're, if you're like, you know, uh, doing a fitness thing and, and like you're David Goggins or, or Jocko Willink or some shit where discomfort oh, is the greatest feeling of all time to guys like that. It's, it's not bad, man. I mean, you, uh, again, like, a lot of people start it and then they they don't finish it because it gets uncomfortable. Like, like how many times do we see around end of the year, first of the year, you know what I'm saying, you know, hey, come join the gym for your New Year's resolution. A, a lot of those memberships start in January, but they end around April or May. You're like, man, this shit hurts, man. I don't know if I can keep doing this. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, you have to keep fucking going. Yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, uh, it's going to suck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there, there's been many a day I done woke up like, God damn it, I did 900 miles yesterday. And I still got to do these fucking push-ups. I did crank out another 800 miles. Like, oh, fuck. Get up and do that shit anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, again, Amen. exercise doesn't care if you're tired. It doesn't care if you're sick. It doesn't care if it's hot outside. It doesn't care if it's cold outside. doesn't care if it's raining outside. Un un unless it's a torrential downpour, then, you know, stay your ass indoors and do your exercise indoors. Other than that, get your ass up, put the work in. If you want results, you got to put the work in. It's as simple as that. It really is being savage as an athlete or whether that's just, you know, getting up and getting at it for your business or even whether that's, you know, just making a hard conversation with a friend who you feel me is making uh, errors with their lives and you feel like you need to speak up. These are all uncomfortable situations and the addiction to comfort will stop you from doing them, even though despite their discomfort, they are better for you as a whole. And uh, you mentioned uh, New Year's resolution earlier. Uh, my fiance and I, we're moving into a place that has no shower. So we're getting a membership with anytime fitness. And while we were signed oh, up for the what? membership, no yeah. shower. Yeah. The Are place we're moving into in doesn't jail? have a shower. <laughs> no, nah, it's a, it's a, it's a former office space unconverted. Okay. Yeah. It's Does at least have a toilet. Yeah. Yeah. It has a bathroom. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to be I mean, moving I can take into a, a, a freaking office. Week. Much cheaper. Okay. Um, hey, but, hey, uh, listen, do you, baby? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, uh, being having no shower means we get the anytime fitness uh, membership for the shower, and then also while we're there, we're there, we might as well we work out. Um, and we were signing up, and my fiance is funniest person I know, by the way, and I know a lot of funny fucking people. My fiance is the single funniest person I know, and she says to the guy, "You can tell we're serious because it's not January." 
<laughs> okay, okay. That was funny right there. The fuck out of here. You can't start with serious because this is not January. Oh, so fuck. <laughs> She's so fucking That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, about but, I mean, here's a, here's the, a secret. The fucking a big secret about her. Oh, yeah, they do. But uh, uh, here's a big secret about her. Uh, about a quarter of my tweets are tooled off of some joke she made, especially my bangers. Well, all right then. Does she have a sister? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, let's see here. So you've been, so you're a trucker. Are you still an owner operator? Are you under somebody else again? Or You know what? I tried being a lease operator and I went to work for this shady ass motherfucker, which by the way, if this ever gets back to him and he hears this, Fuck you. The next time I see you, we will make each other bleed a lot. It's Fuck on site, bitch. You. On yes. site. Literally, the last time we saw each other, we pulled knives out on each other in oh a fucking God. pizza joint in Mesa, Arizona. You know what I'm saying? And the homeboy had to get between the two of us because we was about to stab the fuck out of each other. Fuck him. Hope that guy gets indicted for real. But anyway, yes. Um, I went back to company driving. I went back to the company that I left to go work for his punk ass. Thankfully, they welcomed me back with open arms. You know what I'm saying? And I have put myself back in the position of being their top dog, their number one runner and gunner. I run hard. Very hard. I'm sure uh, you're gonna you're gonna if you were in front of me you're gonna you'd hit me in the face for saying this. I'm sure Swift is happy to have you back. Motherfucker! <laughs> don't you, hey man, don't disturb me like that again, man. Fuck you. <laughs> Hope your girl leaves you for a black guy with bad credit. You asshole. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus, Swift. Sure wish I finished training. Sure wish I had a faster <laughs> truck. Stevie Wonder's Institute for Trucking. Or my personal favorite, see what I fucked up today. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of switch I, I used to do Uber, so I know a little bit about commercial driving. Not not like a truck, but you know, I got to see like the kind of stuff you see. Um and uh I got to watch a Swift driver hit a vehicle that was already like parked and got into an accident on the side of the road. And the Swift driver like sideswiped it with the corner of the trailer. Listen, stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> Swift drivers suck and Western express or welfare express as they're known around the truck stops. They are a close second. Third up is U.S. Express or Useless uh, Express. Yeah, them three motherfuckers, you want to give them a wide berth when you're driving next to them because shit could go left at any goddamn moment for real. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see crazy shit happen. Like, I mean, uh, what, what yes. are some of the most common shit? What, rogue tires? Rogue tires are like my worst nightmare. You, you I mean, see them listen. Every once in a while. Blown out tires, horrifying. Blown out tires happen to anybody. Oh no, Even... a rogue tire. What do you mean a rogue tire? You know when your tire comes off of the rim and it starts bouncing down the interstate at whatever speed you're uh, driving. Yeah. 
I mean, well, a rip tire. That's that's the other word for it. A rip tire. Oh, okay, a blowout. Okay, you know what? I've never seen a whole tire just come off a truck's rim. The way that our rims are designed, that is a fucking unicorn and a rarity. But you can have uh, uh, um, your whole tread come off and everything. I've had that happen. That's just you know part of the job. We, we you know it doesn't happen much, but when it does, it sucks. You know, uh, I have had one tire completely pop off, uh, and it was the steer tire, which is the absolute worst tire you want to have go flat oh, yeah. or pop off. Because um, whatever side it happens on, that's the side that your steering wheel is going to violently jerk to. Oh, and I was God. going over, yeah, I was I was on Donner Pass when that shit happened. You know what I mean? Which is a hellacious California mountain road, like Downer Pass. After the freaking Downer family, they had to like, you know, um, eat each other and shit. That that trail, it was fucked up. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Um, so the I personally saw a rip tire come free and hit someone's vehicle. My my uh, stepdad was driving us to uh, to the airport to pick up my mom. And I looked out the left window, uh, and I just see this nice Mustang, cute girl driving it. She looks over. She she makes eye contact with me. She smiles. I smile back. I go back to my phone. Like three seconds later, I hear a little pop sound, and I look to the left, and her hood is completely caved in. She's screaming inside of her car. She looks over at me and says, did you see that? Like, mouths the words, did you see that? And I look behind, and there's just this big giant like truck tire bouncing down the road doing 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 hitting cars people swerving out of the way accidents happening dude fucking horrifying uh they also there's also like videos of rip tires coming free in china and like hitting people on sidewalks because they don't batten down their shit as well as we do over here lord have mercy horrifying absolutely horrifying no, go to the right. Go to the right. You, I mean, yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah. I, I've never experienced that where my tire was just bouncy. Ooh, hello. It's just bouncy, bouncy down the road. Got well. When my tire popped off, I was rich. That shit went off the bridge and down to the lake below because we never did find that. Never did find that goddamn tire at all. We never did find it. It's just, you know, again, trucking, anything can happen on any given day. There's no such thing as a normal day with trucking. Just doesn't exist. Does not. You know, every single day will be different from 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 the previous day. Doesn't matter if you're a dedicated driver going to and from the same place every single day. You will always see something new and different out there. Always. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is why I love it so much. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, um, I was actually thinking about getting into trucking for a while, but I don't, I don't know if I, if my fiance can handle me being away from home. She, she I needs mean, well, me to help ticket to the house. I, well, I mean, you could do regional, where you would be out for five days and home for two days. You know what I'm saying, or. I don't know what 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 state you're in, 
but you could probably find a local job as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like something yeah, it's like like you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Correct, correct, correct. Like you know, you you don't have to be out for you know freaking weeks. Ooh, weeks mm -hmm. at a time and everything. Like you know, like my crazy ass is. <laughs> is this it? Do I take this? Yep, taking this road here. Let's go. Yeah, you do the long. Haul. How many? So so how many trailers? What's, what's the most amount of trailers you've towed on a single vehicle? Have you done a triple? Uh, triple, no. Double, yes. I've done a double tanker with uh, with uh, with uh, jet fuel. That'll fucking get your goddamn rocks off. Let me tell you something. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're carrying 100,000 pounds of goddamn jet fuel in Wyoming. You know, who are you? Let's go. Mm. <laughs> I... Carrying yeah. something like jet fuel that that must be nerve wracking on a real level. Uh, yes, you have to be. Well, you are a hundred feet long, which is thirty feet more than what mm -hmm. I am now. So you got to be real mindful of mm -hmm. your curves and your turns and everything because you know fuel is liquid; it slosses around. You take a turn too hard or too fast it can cause you to tip over or if you come to a sudden break uh that liquid that. will slosh around and push you forward into traffic like yeah you, you got to be mindful of all that all that and also the consequences seem so much higher yeah boom simple as that cut boom <laughs> I, i've seen videos of tanker trucks um tipping over and everything yeah, it's 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 just like you see in the movies. Instant bam. Good night. Jesus. I mean, it's either so, that or there's a leak of a of an extremely explosive fluid that could catch at any moment. That can that's uh -huh. awesome. Mm. Shit. Right now I'm carrying like I said 30,000 pounds, well, 28,000, but what's 2,000 pounds between friends? Of uh, of uh, hazardous flammable uh, material right now. So you know, I like so I'm mindful when I make when I make left and right turns. Very mindful uh, when I uh, when I when I come to a stop. You know, cause uh, <laughs> I had I had a tank uh, tip over on me. Um, yeah, I, yeah, actually, yeah, I was in, I was in uh, Houston again, going through construction. Oh, pardon me. And this dumb motherfucker brake checked me. So I had a, I had a jam on the brakes. And I share a lot. Boom, boom, I'm like, oh fuck. Oh god. I got, I got lucky. Um, that tank was empty. The four that stayed up weren't. I got lucky. That day, I get I get very, 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 very lucky. You know, what I'm saying like 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 if a tank had to tip over, I'm glad it was the one that was effing empty. <laughs> if you could see my face right now, uh, I'm aghast. That just sounds absolutely mortifying. <laughs> As it it, uh, it definitely was a clinching experience, you know. Uh, boy, 
and uh, yeah, it uh, put a dent in the in the damn trailer and everything like that. But again, it was an f up, but it was the softest f up that I could have possibly wished for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I had five tanks on here, four were empty, one I no no four four were filled up. One was empty. The one that was empty, that was the one that, that, that tipped over. So, yeah. I lucked out. Mm. Damn. Well, we'll move off of the more bummer subjects for a minute. Okay. We've been yeah, talking yeah. about the bummers for a minute. <laughs> um, uh, so, you drive for, you said, what, 50, 60 hours a week, maybe more? We are allowed to legally drive for 70 hours a week after which we have the option of either not driving for 34 hours which is called a reset or we can run what's called a a recap which it's complicated let's just say you you're driving on recycled hours if you're driving on a reset but yeah uh daily we're allowed to be on duty for 14 hours of yeah. which of which 11 of those 14 hours we can drive technically you can get up to 13 hours if you start your day at midnight but most most drivers are solar powered and don't want to drive overnight you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. me i don't really give a damn i'm a madman i will i've started many many a shift at midnight <laughs> and like gone all day. damn day you know what? It's not bad, especially if you're going through a through a through a major city, or if you're going through an area that you know has freaking construction. Mm-hmm. You can you know get through it when everybody else is sleeping, and let mm-hmm. them deal with that headache. You know what I mean? If you're in the backwoods of a super hilly area. You can see headlights coming instead of just not knowing what's on the other side of the hill. That's correct. Correct. Part. Correct. Or or um, like, like I, or if you're on the Ohio Turnpike. I lived eight years in West Virginia, and so that's all almost oh, all Jesus. woods and hills, yeah. which means all you have to go on are headlights and maybe honking. You don't even listen to music for the most part at nighttime when you're driving in West Virginia, unless you don't care about living or dying. Uh, speaking of music, what do you listen to? I guess I don't care. <laughs> I was cranking up the music, baby, when I was going through that damn hell hole. And by the way, fuck Nitro, West Virginia. Okay, Nitro and that goddamn rest area over there, because I got food poisoning that oh one God. time I ate there, and they fucked me up. Jesus. Anyway, um, <laughs> music? A lot of yeah. stuff. Today's Sunday, so you know what that means. Sundays are for polka. Okay, <laughs> Sundays are for polka. God damn it. You like the love polka? me some polka. I gotta love, drop no. you a polka too. I don't like I it. I love the polka. Yeah, I drop gotta it. drop you this polka this polka tune. It's called uh Ujiku Kolo. It's uh it's a Serbian folk folk song. It's all accordion, it's a it's an accordion uh duo, accordion duel, maybe. Uh, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what you would call it, but there's there's a couple a duet. There we go. That's the word. Um, uh, accordion duet. It's it's a classic one. It's a bop. It's a bop. I'll send it to you. Do that. Do that. Like <laughs> honestly, if I wasn't on the phone with you guys, uh, I'd be having the damn poker jammer network 
cranked the fuck up, at least until <laughs> football starts. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I'm giving serious thought to getting Sundays there for polka tattooed somewhere on my goddamn body. Just don't know where. <laughs> and sending this th- link to you, I just saw the picture of your truck after the Oh my yeah, god. Look at that shit. Look at that shit. I can see that, the firewall, bro. Is that not crazy or what, man? Well, the Lord blessed you that day. Boy, Ooh. did he? Let me tell you something, man. When I put up there, thanks to God, because I because it's a miracle, them atheists were on my ass for weeks, man. Jesus. Oh, what, about the, what about the engineering of the scientists who made the try? They saved your life. Yeah. What are you doing thanking God for if somebody died? Usually I'm like, yo, 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 yo. I'm not thanking God that somebody died. I'm thanking God that I'm alive and the yeah. accident wasn't worse than it already was. <laughs> but again, it was like talking to a fucking brick wall. You know, seriously. It's like atheists, the redacted, the alphabet gang. Some of them you just can't reason with. You just got to hit with them. All right, you got it, and just keep it fucking moving. Because you're, yeah, you will literally go punch for punch for days. I don't, don't, no. I don't have time for that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Mm. I, you know what? I, I gotta say, I, I don't understand them, but I have some level of respect to those absolute G's who uh, go toe for toe with them in the cute. Q tweets, the quote tweets, like Ace and like some of those conservative types like Ben Shapiro and James Lindsay doing that shit on the street. I could never do that. I don't understand how you could do that on the street like that. I don't have time for that because one, I mean, Ooh. honestly, I would like to see the uh, the unair of, of, I, I would like to see the unair clips of them getting punched in the face because I would imagine <laughs> at some point a motherfucker gonna punch your motherfucking face coming to him with a microphone, talking some goddamn bullshit. And side note, isn't Ben Shapiro the one with the sister who's got the really big titties? Is that him Damn or is that right. somebody else? She, she is the queen of the Kazar milkers. That is correct. Oh, so that is her. Hey, baby. You so looking good. <laughs> hey. Let me sniff it one time. I won't tell nobody. I, I, might, tell, I might tell one person. But anyway. <laughs> every time she uh every time she comes uh comes out with a new picture they they just seem to have grown they seem to have i don't i don't know how what's she putting in them is she putting the souls of pakistani <laughs> children is that what she's putting damn. in there <laughs> damn uh, uh, uh. i was gonna say milk and protein powder but you know <laughs> jesus my man said the souls of Pakistani children. Oh my. Oh my. Simp is real, Anyway. So. Listen, I'm I'm saving myself for Nancy Pelosi sweater kittens anyway, so I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> oh man. Uh, That's funny shit. You seen them titties? Hey, no matter no matter how you may feel about her politics, she got some big ass titties. Oh yeah, she got some goddamn. Big Got some big ass, and did you see that football? Unless she had a fucking baguette down there, man. You got the That's big, big ass fupa. Fupa. <laughs> I just want to play the bongos on that motherfucker. Like, let's go. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, 
Oh my yeah, God. don't mind me. It's it's been a long day. I'm not giving a fuck, and my day's almost done. So don't mind me. <laughs> not giving a fuck is what this podcast is mostly about. The other part Amen. is giving a fuck, but I mean, Amen. Hey I've I've got less than eighty miles to go before my day is done, and I actually get more than ten hours of fucking rest. I actually don't have to get up until 6.30, which is considered sleeping in to me, because normally my ass is on the road between 2 and 4 a.m. Dead ass. Those are good hours. Those are good driving hours, man. Nobody uh, on the you road. Know I like it, those hours. It depends. You know, like, like, like if you start your day at 3 o'clock, but you ain't mm. fall asleep until 9 o'clock, that's a motherfucker. For real. We're in a schlitzel. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it is it is something. But, again, you get up, you put the work in. The way I see it, if you start early, you can finish early. Because there's a lot of cities out here, if your ass isn't parked at a truck stop or a rest area by a certain amount of time, then fuck you. Good luck. Huh. Damn. Yeah, parking in cities is hell. Uh, back when I lived in Dallas, uh, that's when I was doing Uber. And uh, worst, one of the worst uh, experiences of my life was 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 doing Uber. That is that that company is responsible for me becoming homeless. Well, becoming homeless. Yeah. Um. So uh, I've I think I've told this on the on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. Um. At, I used to be homeless technically. Now I had a vehicle, so at least I had some form of shelter. But uh, basically. I signed up for Uber, um, and I didn't have a vehicle at the time, so I leased one through one of their leasing companies, Exchange Leasing, um, and uh, I asked the lady at the Volkswagen dealership when I got the thing, hey, we're going to be moving from Texas to Washington in like three months. Are we going to be able to take this vehicle with us? And she said, yeah, absolutely. I didn't get that shit in writing. I should have. Um, so eventually, so I drive for about three months. Uh, it ends up being like mid-November. Uh, and we finally take the drive of all of our shit and our vehicles from Dallas, Texas to Aberdeen, Washington, which is a hellhole. I don't know if you've been there. Um, Aberdeen! I love that town. Fucking hate that town. It's an absolute hole. There's nothing okay. to do there. <laughs> yeah, but it's a really good food truck over there that has truck parking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But uh, any anyway, uh, um, we uh we finish the move. We get to Washington. I take you know like a week vacation because you know new place. And uh, I call Uber saying, okay, I'm ready to uh, move my vehicle from my my exchange leasing lease from. Texas to uh, Washington. They say, "Oh, you can't do that. That's illegal. The vehicle needs to stay in the state it was leased in." So we'll give you two options. We'll be real charitable about this one. First option, we can come get it for you. Like, okay. Well, uh, what what does that entail? He said, "Well, first of all, it starts with a charge of thirty four hundred dollars. Um, that is the price for a tow truck to go from Dallas." To Washington and back, which is actually a good deal as far as you know the price of the actual towing is concerned, um, considering that's a two-way. But 
$3,400 is a lot of fucking money still. So I say, okay, what's the other option? Well, the other option is you can bring it back yourself and you'll even be able to drive. So, okay, all right, fine. So I'll go with that option. Um, and by basically being forced to take that option, because I didn't have no goddamn $3,200, $3,400, um, uh, <laughs> uh, I just drove Uber as long as I could until I got tired. Um, I was actually really blessed for a few things. I worked for a mega church beforehand. So, uh, so I, uh, I had access to their food stuff at a discount, their gym, uh, which included locker rooms with showers. So I was actually able to securely store my stuff. I was able to even, uh, I, I would wash my clothes in their showers, uh, and then use the, uh, they had one of those little pool swimsuit dryers where you, you stick your swimsuit in. You push on the top of the lid and you oh, hear it spin up. I was going to say, don't tell me you was in a baptizing to washing your clothes. Oh, no, God, man. no. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> that, con- that, that campus was like four, like four square acres or four, four acres. I, just the main building was like four acres. I don't even know if I could find a baptismal tub. I would have... I personally, I would have gave them a third option. <laughs> Suck on my dick until you gag on it. I'm not doing either of those two options. But that's just me and my crazy ass. 3400 bucks. Yeah. Shut up there, CB Radio. 3400 bucks or drive it all the way back yourself. Yeah, fuck that and fuck you. Huh. Yeah, well, it was Yikes. my only source of income. And that, and uh, I needed to make more money anyway. And I didn't want to get pursued legally and get into a bunch of shit that people could Google about me. So <laughs> I, uh, hey. I, you, you, I'm sure you see I like my operational security. You know what? In the words of Val Bundy, it's only cheating if you get caught. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, they knew I was there and they knew the address I had gone to already because they asked. So. I knew I'd be seeing a knock knock from a lawyer at that point. Um, so, are you back in Washington or Dallas? I mean, now I, we've I, moved I'm to Montana. Not trying to dox you or nothing like that. We've moved from Washington to Montana. Nice. Oh Ooh, yeah, Montana. you, you told me yeah, you were up there in Montana. I ain't gonna say what city, but yeah, Montana is a sexy state when it's warm. Uh, <laughs> and the winter time, at least for a truck, good luck. I uh, I, I have been up there. Don't mind. I don't mind driving on the ice and snow, and it doesn't it doesn't bother me. In fact, I like better driving in Montana than Washington because in Washington they have the salt, which corrodes the bottom of your vehicle out. You are a better man than me. I do not like driving this big ass truck doing a one time. I will. I would definitely drive it, you know what I'm saying, if I have to, because, well, somebody got to get the money, and I'd rather it be me, mm-hmm. but I ain't going to like it, but then again, I ain't got to like it, I just got to do it, but god damn, that, dude, the last time I was up there, actually, was uh, 420, uh, nice. yeah, freaking 420 last year, coming across, uh, what's up there, 90, yeah, coming across 90, on my way to uh, Fife, Washington, all right, and I remember... 
crossing uh, the scale in Montana, getting up to exit 22, where the rest area is at. And uh, there's like, yeah, uh, the chain laws up coming over the pass to the Idaho border. I'm like, get the nigga, that's four miles. I'm not putting my chains on for four miles. How bad could it be? Oh, I should no. put my goddamn chains on. But oh. in, in, in <laughs> my defense, in my defense, if I can see tire tracks and the road in the snow, I'm not about to chain up. Because chains on, you know, raw pavement, that's not good. So I could still see the road. I'm like, I'm not chaining up for that shit. It's only four miles. Brother, number one, <laughs> I was light. I had about maybe 10,000 pounds in the trailer, which sounds like a lot, but but for a trailer that can hold 46,000 pounds, 10,000 pounds ain't shit. So I'm light as hell. We're going uphill. I've got the pedal massed to the floor. I'm doing maybe about 20. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just like, don't break the minute you off this damn throttle, you're just gonna start slipping and sliding, and you're gonna get stuck. You're gonna have to call a tow truck, and you're gonna get a ticket for not having your damn chains on. So I'm just out here driving that damn truck like it's a Lamborghini, switching lanes, driving in the far left shoulder. Driving on the far right shot, I'm just like, I'm not breaking traction. I can kiss my ass, honk my horn, all the fuck. I'm not breaking this traction. And sure enough, the wild shit, as soon as I get to the Idaho border, I mean, literally, there's a bridge right there at the Idaho border on 90 that you had to go under in Montana. Mm -hmm. I cross underneath that bridge. The road is wet, but no snow, no slush. And the snow is sending in the rain. Literally at the border. Craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah? Craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm just like, what the? Like, I'll take it, but wow. What? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the things that's really crazy here in Montana is, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll, well, people already know I'm in the Billings area. Um, but uh, it's a huge area. Nobody will ever find me. Fuck it. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the Yellowstone river runs right by and there's this giant hill next to it. You can stand on my fiance went up to this, my fiance and I went up to this giant top of this hill and we were looking out at the river and, uh, there's a big dark cloud coming overhead and you can see the rain dropping down and you can see the rain moving in all over the river. Like you can see the border where the rain starts and stops like. It's crazy. I've never experienced like any other state where you can like see it coming like that. Like in West Virginia, it's, it's too it's, hilly. It, you can't see it. It is a sexy state. I've actually had a chance to drive through Yellowstone uh, Park up there. I say it's gorgeous when it's warm. In the wintertime, good damn luck. Like the whole Pacific Northwest, love it up there. If there, and uh, uh, shout out to um, damn it, what's that damn uh, succession moving out there in Oregon? Um, uh, I'm having a brain fire. The Jefferson movement. There it is. There it is. Shout out to them. I hope 
I hope that they get their wish and get to succeed and form their own state because that would be absolutely phenomenal. If that happens, I would, I would, I would move there then and just deal with the freaking winter time, or just not drive. Just take those three months off, you know. Oh yeah, I've seen this before. The state of Jeff- Jefferson. Yeah, um, that's them boys, man. It's uh, Northern California, Southern Oregon is about thirty, about thirty counties that want to succeed and form form their own their um their own state. Huh. Um. Let's see. There's the Je- Jeffersons. The oh, there we go. There's the movement Cascadia. Yep. There's Cascadia. There there's Wairaca. There's there's Redding. Uh. There's Weed. I mean, like an actual town named named Weed and whatnot. And it has nice. nothing to do with, with with marijuana either. It's uh after some dude Jeremiah Weed who started a logging company. Up there, and they made a lot of money doing a gold rush, so they named the damn town after him. Wow. Yeah, like there's actually a weed high school up there. And yes, I have a t shirt. <clears throat> Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny shit. That's funny shit. Oh, yeah. So, I have seen towns with so many funny slash dirty names. Shout out to Cumming, Georgia. Literally spelled C-U-M-M-I-N-G, coming Georgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. There's uh, Mexican Hat, Arizona. Uh, what? Yeah, Mexican Hat, Arizona. And then one town over, Mexican Water, Arizona. I shit you not. <laughs> White Settlement. White oh, my God. Settlement, Texas. Yeah, White Settlement. It's uh, it's actually by Dallas and shit. Wow, I like the yep. ones where the city has a European name, but it's not pronounced like the European name. Ah, like Madrid uh, instead okay. of Madrid. Oh, uh, Lancaster or Lancaster, bitch is Lancaster. Shut up. Exactly. Yeah, highfalutin', exactly. yeah, highfalutin motherfucker is Lancaster. And put your pinky down. Yeah. <laughs> See again. Fuck I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm just, I'm just going off because like I, I I love this. I love this truck driving shit. I really do. And I you know I encourage anybody who's stuck in a rut, don't know what to do with their life. Get your ass behind the wheel of a truck and come see the country and make some goddamn money while doing it. That just saying, and it don't matter what you heard on the news or from your cousin on Facebook. The money is here in trucking. This is a recession proof industry because the freight is going to move no matter what. Somebody's going to need somebody else to drive some shit from point A to point B. And the best way to do that right now is in the back of a damn truck and trailer. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a that's another great uh great point is a lot of people don't want to do trucking cuz they they think it's going to be super uncomfortable. Oh, it can be. Most definitely. <laughs> Believe you me, it can be. Do it anyway. Do it anyway, okay? When you get paid on that Friday and your check is 2500 damn dollars, do it. 
do it. And that's 2500 after taxes and expenses. I've had weeks like that. Multiple weeks like that. Not bad at all. Um, what is, no, it is so not. What is doing it comfortably until? I know that trucker places have showers, but, you know, truck stop bath, truck stops can be absolute nightmares sometimes. So when I was getting my uh, Anytime Fitness membership, the guy said that a lot of people who don't have regular access to showers like truckers use gyms instead. I'll be honest with you, and y'all can say I'm natural. Yeah, I, I don't shower every day or even every other day. Hell, there have been times I've been running so hard, it has been two weeks since, you know, an actual shower. I don't Ooh. stink, though. I don't stink, though. That's what the baby wipes are for. You know what I'm saying? Baby wipes, witch hazel, you know, a bowl, a rag, soap and water. I'm clean enough to where you can't, you can't smell a motherfucker. Can't, can't nobody. Damn, that was dumb. That was dumb. You dummy. You dumb. Motherfuckers just cost folders to try to, to take them uh, off ramp. That was stupid. But back to my point, nobody yeah. can ever accuse uh, me of smelling bad because you just ain't going to smell me. I've got deodorant, got toothbrush, got toothpaste, shaving kit, you know what I'm saying, and a bunch of baby wipes and soap and water in the truck. You can get clean without taking a physical shower. You that really can. That is true. That is very true. Uh, it does have you its know. limits, though. You can't like so like you can't really clean your hair without getting it soaking, which which kind of sucks. Correct, it's, correct. But but I mean, what you can do though, get your shampoo, get your bottle of water, stand outside in some in some grass or dirt, yep. pour the water over your head, and shampoo. And do it that way. I've seen drivers do that. Me, I've got I've got dreadlocks, so you know what I'm saying. I mean, I don't uh, I don't really wash it anyway. Yeah, it doesn't get greasy, and I don't, I don't want to wash it because I don't want my locks to come um, loose and untangled. So I get it washed when I get them redid, like every every uh, every four to five weeks, you know. So it can be done. There are there are definitely ways to stay clean on the road without getting an actual shower. I you am know, my proof Dante of that. turned me on to recently. I was dry shit. In time. No, I'm fucking Damn. with you. Sorry, I'm fucking with you, dog. My bad. My bad. Damn, you hit me dirty. My bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking with you. The joke was there. I'm out here. Boom, zinger. Uh-huh. You know what? I have. I've. I've seen the uh, the, the uh, dry shampoo after doing some research and everything with the type of hair that I have. It would f my scalp up, so I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't really use that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you don't really have to worry about looking greasy anyway because you got the dreads. But uh, I got, I have really, like, really, like, feet flat, like, like, real flat hair. I, I got, I got. It, it takes like a foot for uh, of growth for it to show any volume at all. Um, super fine hair, very like, very thin. Uh, so it it looks really greasy really easily, unfortunately. So she turned me on to dry shampoo, which I didn't even know existed because I didn't care. I'm a guy, um, but I like having yeah. long hair. I have a I, I always had a gorgeous mane, but like she has helped me take care of my hair so well. And this dry shampoo shit is amazing. 
and uh i there's so many different brands and it keeps my head so like silky and bouncy my shit doesn't bounce my shit just blows in the wind damn nice (laughs) oh oh, fabio over here yeah i am a fabio (laughs) sometimes i wish i could show show y'all my aesthetics because man i'd be peacocking Ha! 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 I be doing the same shit too, uh, too sometimes when I be on my time off. I so do. I be peacocking like a motherfucker. Like, I'm going to get one of you motherfucking women to notice me, goddammit. Notice me! Look at it! You know what you need? You need a classic, uh, the classic black guy suit, the purple suit. What makes you think I ain't already got one? Ha! Ah, mm. You know what? Good point. But uh, I also. You know what? Didn't want to be uh, too racist about it. No, listen. I've got a crushed velvet bathrobe that is dark purple that has Big Daddy uh, stitched on the fucking chest of it. Okay? <laughs> it's all good. It's <laughs> funny as fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I, I know a guy who uh, his thing is to collect uh, old minstrel show decoration pieces, like mammies and stuff. Jesus, and, uh, okay. He, he has a black Santa with a, instead of the classic red and white, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not black Santa, it's black face Santa, uh, basically. And, and instead of it, him having that classic like wool red, it's crushed velvet purple. You know, actually, in the Netherlands and Denmark, Black Santa is a real thing out there. Yeah, and yeah, he is. They have a festival, and they will get dressed up and put on blackface, and have some dude in Santa in blackface. I'm they don't do like, the lips anymore, though, like they did in the twenties. No, thank God for that. But I'm just like, okay, all right, all right there, uh, Blanta. All right, I, mean, I don't, know how, don't really know how to feel about that, but okay. Yeah, first time I saw I was just like, racist motherfucker. But then after reading the bachelor, I'm just like, all right, well, you're still kind of assholes, but it's it's been around for a minute, so fuck it. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Oh, my uh, God. Well, they this also like have town... a lot of stuff that's like, you know, one of this pe- per- this person just happens to have black skin. Like, there's even a goddess that's half white on one side of her body and half black skin and, and black hair on the other. Hell, H-E-L. She's a Nordic goddess. You know, there's this, there's this town here in Texas that's close to San Antonio called Robson. And the local high school, their team... Uh, their team name is the Cotton Pickers, but it ain't. But it ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with the, with the, with the black folk at all. That makes it even funnier. Well, here's the thing, because because I remember uh, when it first broke a couple years ago, you know, people, oh my god, Cotton Pickers, they're making fun of black people. All right, well, first of all, if you hear the words Cotton Pickers. And start thinking of black people. Maybe you're the asshole, <laughs> not them. Maybe you're the asshole, not them. You know what I'm saying? So after doing some research, unlike a lot of people, that town is 95% Hispanic and has been 95% Hispanic 
since it was founded about 200 years ago, there's never been more than nine black people in that town at any given time, and like none since like 2004. So again, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me and my people at all. Also, where they're at is one of the biggest cotton producing regions in America. So it makes sense that they named their team the Cotton Pickers because, well, they pick a lot of cotton out there, but not us. <laughs> Speaking of cotton, uh, at the end of spring here in Montana, it is an absolute nightmare of cotton just filling the air. Like, right, right when summer was starting, uh, my fiancé and I went on a walk at, like, 2, a, 2 p.m., where it was like super hot out and super dry that day and uh the wind kicked up and we actually like watched this giant wave of cotton just just co- it's a mix of cotton and dandelions cuz there's cottonwood trees out here and they 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 have you know when they're bloom they uh they they're just like cotton they release their seeds so uh you know attached to a big floofy thing so when the wind comes, it just kicked up this giant wave. And I swear, it straight up looked like a wave, like an ocean wave wobbling. It was fucking insane. Um, and then, you know, like later that evening, the wind dies. Later that evening, the wind dies down. And uh, we go outside and right in front of the via- in front of our car, um, it's right next to our trailer that we're living in right now. Uh, that's why we're moving. Fuck trailers. Uh, the, uh, trailers are awesome. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, not, not, not the, the, not this type of trailer. This, this trailer is terrible. (laughs) This, this is the worst trailer I've lived in. And I've lived in like a a double wide or something or, or what? It's a single wide and it's only a 30 footer. Ah, yeah. It's still fully contained, which means there's almost no room. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, pretty awesome. Hey, back to your garden thing. At, at, at some point, when uh, um, if I can find a space to pull this off, you know those big-ass cotton rolls you be, that y'all see in the fields and whatnot that are already being wrapped up and everything? Yeah. All right. At some point, if, if, if I got time to pull this shit off, I want to just pull up to one, get out my truck, take a picture next to it, and just put it on Twitter like, hey, not bad for a day's work. Hey, Twitter. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I know. Just just have a picture of me just smiling next to a big-ass water cotton like, hey, not bad for a day's work. Hey, Twitter. That would get some panties in a wad, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that's that's fucking hilarious. I love when people uh, go out of their way to make jokes about stereotypes about their own race. Like, I'm Irish, so I love making jokes about, you know, beating my wife and drinking whiskey and, and eating potatoes. Bro, uh, and bombing English working... people, obviously. Yes. Hey, you know what? I saw this meme where uh, uh, it was a picture of some... Buddy starting up a, a a car, and the caption said, "You're about to experience northern northern Irish uh council culture." I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit, okay," you know. And then like some other dude, um, he was a, he he was an Irish dude, but he was driving by um Buckingham, 
Palace. He had that song, uh, Come Out, Ye, ye Black and Tans. Black and Tans, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit, like, right on, baby. Right on. We're in the so, home of the enemy, Kathleen, that guy. I think so, man. I think so, yeah, man. Yeah, it's funny as hell. Dude, I was, uh, I was working security at this, uh, this heavy metal bar back in, uh, back in Austin. What is it? I don't know, 2013 or something like that. And, you know, um, it was, it was kind of a slow night. I'm like, uh, what can I do to get a little action on this motherfucker? I got it. I got a fucking piece of paper and a Sharpie, put whites only on it, and slapped that shit on the goddamn front door and just stood there and waited. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> and just stood right by with the most condescending look ever. And uh, what's crazy is nobody better fucking eye, not even the fucking black people who walk sign. Because they were just like, well, that figures it's a fucking heavy metal club. It's only. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, my dude, God. I've, I've, I've done some wild things. That's tame compared to the shit that I've done, man. Like, I've seen and done some things out there, man. Like, for real. Oh, great. More traffic. Fuck y'all. And fuck you, downtown Houston. I hate what it's turned into. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Houston, Houston sucks. Man, listen, I, I love Houston right as Minute Maid Park was being built. That was, what, 99, 2000 or some shit like that? Uh, Back when downtown Houston was still grimy as fuck and you can still get your fucking wig split over some bullshit down here. Now it's all gentrified up and all the abandoned warehouses that we used to throw these sick-ass raves in. They're townhomes now, charging two grand a fucking month. Like, bleh. Mm. Gotta get that downtown Houston experience set up. Man, boy, I've had more than my fair share. (laughs) More than my fair share of coming out the rave at like six in the morning. And, you know, it's just junkies, stick up boys. You know, everywhere. Like you had to, you had to keep your head on a fucking swivel, for real. One of my favorite. Uh, so one of the things I did in Texas uh, when I was doing Uber was I also tried out the other cities. Tried driving there. Uh, best Uber driving was in San Antonio, by the way. Great shit. Okay. Um, but uh, I, when I was in San Antonio, I met up with a friend who I met online. Um, I'm not in that community anymore, so I won't be name dropping the guy. Um, but, uh, he was, was it also the bear homeless. community. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was also homeless. Um, and, uh, he made the walk from Houston down to San Antonio just because downtown Houston is that bad. What year was this? Uh, 2012, I want to say 2013. Damn. Yeah. See, I feel old. See, <laughs> not that long ago. I mean, well, I mean, shit, man. Uh, when I was going to the raise, that was I was ninety eight, ninety nine, when it was just grimy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went back in two thousand and ten, and it it looked all good looking and whatnot. 
But I'm I'm guessing, you know, it must have been bad for him if he had to like walk away and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this motherfucker. I mean, you know how far okay, I ain't taking that. You know how far Houston and San Antonio are from each other and what that, that that's of that's a couple hours driving. So yeah. I'm imagining that's desert. at least seven hours walking. In a desert. Yeah. Yeah. That man walked through a desert to get away from San Antonio. And also to not go to Dallas. Yeah, hey, listen, I get not going to Dallas. Dallas, as big as it is, as much freight movie, that city is not truck driver friendly at all. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I've, I not know a couple of... Well, that too. Luckily, I, I have a couple of hiding spots in and around the Dallas area to where I can park on the street because most of the truck stops are going to be filled up by, by like noon. So that's good. That's good. Uh-huh. But you're still parking on the street though. So just, just gotta be careful. Keep your curtains closed and pray somebody doesn't knock on your fucking door. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk about discomfort. Talk about co- conflict. Especially in Dallas, some of the people are just so weirdly confrontationable about everything. Shit. Hi, Jersey. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty Jersey's much like New Jersey. Uh, Vegas is like that. You know, you know what? I can't say that because every time I've been to Vegas, it's been it's been real cool. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's been real cool for me as far as a truck driver. Now, I've never been on the Strip and nothing like that because we're not allowed over there. But, you know, uh, every time I, I've delivered in Las Vegas, it's always been a nice, decent time. I've been able to get some food delivered and whatnot. That's yeah, cool. I don't I don't really have anything bad to say about about Vegas at all. Uh, I, when I went to uh, Washington from Texas and then drove back, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I made that drive twice uh, in a in a in a fucking 2016 Hyundai Sonata. Um, that bumper. <laughs> um, I stopped in Vegas, but you know I went through Vegas both ways because you know. It's fucking Vegas. Might as well see it. <laughs> and I had a friend there anyway, so um, went through Vegas. And the only thing I couldn't do the second time through was I couldn't stay with my friend over the night because they didn't have that room available. Um, they were getting laid. Good for them. Um, but uh, that meant I had to sleep in my car. So I went to like a desert spot on the outskirts of town and I sk- still got my window tapped on by like, hey, you can't park and sleep here. Really? Yeah. I've never had that happen to me in Vegas or anywhere in Nevada. That's why I like um, I-15 because once you get, you know what I'm saying, north or south of Vegas, most of the exits are just big ass dirt lots you can pull off and sleep for a little bit. Like, yeah, I've I've never had my freaking door private lot. I didn't realize it or something, but maybe, man, because like, yeah, I, I, I've slept on many a a off and 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 on ramp in Nevada off off of I fifteen, either north of Vegas or south of Vegas, and yeah, I had no issues whatsoever. Plus, it got a 75 mile speed limit. Love that shit. Mm-hmm. 
My favorite part about long drives, though, is definitely when you get you get to the point where you're tired and you're noticing your own swerving. You're like, all right, this is too much. I just got to rest now. Um, and you just fucking pull off to the side of the road. Yeah, I mean, I, you're in a regular. I'm in a regular car, so there's no back for me to really climb into. I'm a pretty big guy height wise, so I can't comfortably lay down. So I just ratchet the seat back, fall asleep there, wake up. Huh? Huh? Where am I? I'm not at home. Oh, that's right. I'm in a. I'm in a fucking car. And you just start driving. And uh, some of those places, like driving through Idaho, or uh, or you know, some of the old, like like southern Idaho, you know. Like like between uh between Rexburg and, and Southern Oregon. Uh or I mean northern Oregon. Uh that area is so flat and featureless and is so far from any big city lights that y- you're definitely gonna get highway hypnosis real fucking fast if you're any sort of tired. And I think one of the coolest things is to like be able to just feel that pull off to the side of the road, pull my seat back and just I'm out like a light cuz I don't sleep very well, especially if I'm not at home. I I'm going to take your word for it. I've never driven through southern Idaho. Every time okay. I've I've gone through it, I've been on what is that highway right there? Uh I84. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 84. But shout out to Eden, Idaho. And the Garden of Eden trucks up up there with their bomb ass chicken fried steak, and the mm-hmm. actual Garden of Eden inside the inside the damn truck stop, complete with the snake holding the apple oh in his God. mouth. That's funny. Yes, That's they funny. built a a miniature Garden of Eden in the middle of the damn truck stop, <laughs> and and there's a tree with the snake in it, and it's got an apple in his fucking mouth. That's funny as hell. That's that's random as hell. That's funny as hell. Again, it, it just speaks to it. Just you know, yeah, dude. I see. I've seen so much cool shit out here, man. Like I said, I, that's why I'm so grateful that I am a truck driver, and it's why I look down with disdain at people who either hate America or say that they can't be successful in America. I will call bullshit on your punk ass. Every single fucking time. This is the greatest country where a dumb motherfucker can be successful. It really is. It really the fuck is. And I refuse to believe anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, yeah, nah, nah, not going to do it. Mm. Yeah, you, you know, I'm, I mean, we're from the liberty movement. I'm personally an anarchist, and you know that, but, um... The the thing that about America specifically, and the thing that I like to say about America, um, is, you know, it may I may still find it to be a shithole on a certain level as a country for a lot of really good valid reasons that you know this this particular episode isn't about, um, but it's still the best shithole there is. Yes, I mean, is it perfect? No, no country is. Does it have its flaws? Yes, a lot of fucking flaws. Could I see myself living anywhere else, having the life that I have now? Fuck no. So I'm staying exactly. my ass right the fuck here. You know what I mean? Like, shit, just, 
We're, I mean, I, I, I don't get how a motherfucker walking around with a computer in their pocket gonna sit there and tell me that you can't make it. Bitch, you got a computer in your fucking pocket. Get off your ass and use that to your goddamn advantage. Jesus. I done had a shit coming up. We, we, we had to go to the goddamn library to get the information and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? You're literally walking around with libraries and computers talking about, I'm struggling, bitch. You ain't trying hard enough. Fuck you. Encyclopedias and old motherfuckers is how it used to be. Encyclopedia Britannica! <laughs> I had the whole damn set. <laughs> and and some guy wearing an accent like this in town. Here you go. Yeah. Now you know everything Just... you'll ever need to know. Talk to that uh, guy I... reading Encyclopedia. <laughs> Bruh, it's, 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 it's crazy how we are just witnessing the death. Niggas, you drunk? The fuck? Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's crazy how we're just witnessing the death of personal responsibility, man. To, to a lot of motherfuckers out here, nothing is ever their fault. It's always the fault of somebody else. No, no. You, you need to be accountable for yourself and your accents and if that and that means doing the good times and the bad times if you're going to hold yourself accountable when you're at the top of the mountain you need to hold yourself accountable when you get punched in your motherfucking mouth think to yourself what can i do to not get punched in the motherfucking mouth again you know what i mean like it's 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 ridiculous man that's why i'm not really you know showing any type of sympathy or empathy to motherfuckers who had it bad during this Airfinger School pandemic. If you didn't treat it for the great reset that it was, that's on you, Kim, folk. That's on you. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. If you didn't see the, the freaking writing on the wall, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I just don't. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be the smart ones. Okay, I'm doing all this on, on the eighth grade education. What's your excuse? You Negroes went to college. You Negroes graduated and whatnot. And you sitting there making TikToks, you know what I'm saying, about how you just don't know what to do. You can stand up and make something of yourself, you know. Like, you know, uh, how about, you know, not pound wine all damn day long. Now you pass out at 2 o'clock and your kids are looking at you funny. And they're hungry, you yeah. know, like, well, like, what are we doing? What are I we doing? I need my wine, Q. That's the th- I need my wine. I need it by. I need, I need Drew Barrymore to rob my face, but that ain't happening either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need Drew Barrymore to rob my face like a Palomino trotting through the woods, but that ain't happening either. Now what? Okay, listen, I'm not saying don't drink. I love to drink. But do it in moderation and still handle your damn business. You know what I mean? It's like I've seen, you know, videos of parents giving their kids melatonin during the day to knock them out so that I can have some mommy time or some daddy time. Great. Congratulations. Now your kid is going to be awake at night because you fucked up their damn sleep schedule, you dumbass. Like, like, ah, I don't get it. I don't get it, and I, I never will get it. Like, you should have been prepared. You should have been prepared, you know. But whatever, whatever, do you. 
Don't come, don't come crying to me because you were not prepared. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, getting you know, prepared you get... is so important. And that is one of the most uncomfortable things that you could possibly do is set aside something for the future. Yes. And especially if you've been living for, you know, now probably a lot of people, it's been two years, basically, since COVID started, people purposefully went paycheck to paycheck because, oh, well, I'm going to increase all my expenses because I'm home all day. I have to stay entertained. I have to, you know, get Uber Eats every single day and spend an extra. No, you can't. You can get some seeds and grow a garden. Exactly. Or at you least get some seeds and grow your own garden. Yeah, or start cooking at home, or maybe go out to the country, from... meet meet a farmer, and mm-hmm. build up a rapport with them, and get your meat from them or something. But no, no, no. We're just going to sit on our asses 18 hours a day, not bathing, you fucking bastards. Not, you know, just sitting around, Uber eating, and, you know, video game this, and Microsoft Teams that, and now look at you. I know people who have lost weight during the pandemic. I know people who have gained weight in the form of muscle during the pandemic. I know people who were bitching the morning that they didn't have time to do their passion, got furloughed, had time to do their passion, and now their passion has become their main source of income, and they didn't go back to that job that they hated the, that they hated so damn much. So I say again, what is y'all excuse? Not y'all, but the motherfuckers who are, who are bitching the morning. Yeah, the what royal. Is, what y'all. is y'all excuse? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't get it. I'll be honest with you, I was not inconvenienced one bit during this whole pandemic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not furloughed because, again, this is a recession-proof industry, and I live in my truck, and I and I was prepared for it, which is why I'm buying up as much silver and gold as I can now. You know. Hmm. That's why I'm trying to start a successful business. And, and you know, I've already, I've, I've literally incorporated my new business on, uh, on the 1st of July and I've already got my first client and I'm almost done completing the contract with him. Good for uh, you. What type of okay. business is it? Uh, I'm doing, so right now it's starting off as just a 3d printing prototyping business where um, I will, I, you, you know, people can either come to me with a 3d print. Um, and I'm doing this with my buddy, Daniel here in Billings. Um, uh, you can come to us with a 3d print or come to me or go to him and we will, uh, actually help you design whatever it is, help you make prototypes and then 3d print one or several for you, or you can bring in a broken part. You can say, Hey, can I get another one of these from you? Because, you know, so for example, uh, when I moved from Washington to Montana, it was actually a big thing I was constantly talking about on the podcast. One of the things I did was I fixed up my trailer. And in order to do that, I used my 3D printer to replace a few parts. And the reason I had to replace them is because the actual replacement parts were so fucking expensive, dude. Uh, so it was an early <laughs> 90s trailer, like like a, like a, a camper trailer, a 20-foot camper trailer from the early 90s. So two things about that. Number one, it's a trailer, not a car. Nobody makes fucking replacement parts anymore. Nobody makes them. 
So you go online to try to find an old one from the era or, you know, something else that fits. And yeah, they're there. But like there's three. Each one is at least 400 miles away. The guy only wants to sell it in person and he wants a thousand dollars for it. So if people come to me, I design this thing in a few minutes. We make sure it fits. They pay a little extra if I have to do multiple iterations based off of stuff they brought in. Um, if I did it myself, I do as many iterations as it just takes. Um, and, uh, you know, they pay me for, you know, the time and the labor and for the time the 3D printer is running. And that's it. And I can make one. I can make 30. I, I, this current run is 100 of them. The best, the best part about this, the first contract was with a local weed shop. Uh, and uh, nice. yeah, and uh, the actual amount that ended that it ended up being was four hundred and twenty dollars. Well, all right then. Ugh, ugh. Jesus, bumpy roads. Good for you. I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your new endeavor. Thank you. I'm going to need it. And best of luck with to you with uh, all the trucking you've got ahead of you. Um, it's, 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 it's a lot of discomfort to find this level of, of, of success. And uh, hoping that you can get even more success is even more uncomfortable. So uh, best hey, on you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I've been doing this now just about seven and a half years. Truck driving saved my life. Before truck driving, you know, I was couch surfing, uh, doing an obscene amount of drugs, you know what I mean? And everything I owned could fit into a suitcase. And a good month for me would be making around $900 to $1,000. All of that has changed. Okay. And I tell people all the time, this is not me flexing, just me making a statement of fact. If I can unfuck myself, so can you. Anybody can do it. I am not the smartest guy in the room. I'm not even the smartest guy in the zip code, but I'm out there making it. If if I can do it, I promise you, so can you. I ain't saying this is going to be easy. It may downright suck ass and not in a good way either. Do it anyway. That way, when you do succeed, you can look back and be like, ha-ha, is that all y'all had to throw at me? Is that all you had? You threw everything at me, including the kitchen sink, and damn it, I'm still here. Fuck you. You know, it's going to feel that much damn better. Watch. Thank you for coming on. Um, we've been going at it about an hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes here. I haven't been really tracking that hard. Um, I think an hour and a half. Um, you, you're awesome to talk to. You've been you've been talking hilarious. You've got great points. Um, you have a lot of great stories. I'd love to have you on again at some point if you want to come on. Um, and, honor. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, so, do you have anything else you're up to out there? Uh, any where where my people can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at not a BBW lover. That is only, that's the only place. Yep. 
Yeah, I know. Well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it to bypass the algorithms so I don't get suspended yet again. I'm tired of making new accounts. This is like my like twelfth one, and it's getting harder and harder to make a new one and everything. So yeah, at not a BBW lover, all lowercase. Okay, that's the only place I'm at. I mean, I do I, I do have Instagram, but I haven't used that thing in seven years, and it's literally just one picture of me eating ass. Um, so yeah, you, you can just find me on Twitter. That's where I'm at. Um, single ladies, my DMs are open. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just keep your head up. I know, you know, it's still kind of rough out there for, for some of you peoples. They want us at each other's neck. They want division. They want fear. They want chaos. Don't give them the satisfaction. Don't give them the satisfaction. A quote that I heard, damn, damn near 30 years ago, still rings true today. Success is the greatest form of revenge. And that's true. You know what I'm saying? You want to get back at somebody? Be better than them. Be better than yourself. You know what I'm saying? Be successful. That is the greatest form of revenge you could ever take upon somebody somebody you know what i'm saying is metaphorically speaking or even physically speaking having a foot up your ass be better than them that's gonna piss them off even more do that just don't give somebody the satisfaction of seeing you crumble seeing you break seeing you fail i know what happens everybody has their breaking point including me i've had it before get the fuck back up and keep on going Get the fuck back up and keep on going. Do that. All right, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) Um, To everyone else listening, this has been the I Hate the Antichrist podcast. Um, We have been doing this a little bit over a year now, and uh, I've been enjoying it. I've done, you know, a little. I had a quick hiatus. I've done, you know, a little bit more than, uh, I think, 15 episodes at this point. Um, and you know, it's been, it's been a, it's been a blast and I'm looking forward to continuing doing it. So if you guys want to catch more, uh, you can either follow the podcast at I H T a cast on Twitter. Um, or you can follow me at O E U I underscore live. Um, I'm way more active on my Twitter. Um, but it has a lot more extremist content (laughs) so if you're more interested in the political stuff i would follow me there otherwise definitely follow the podcast you can also check out the website oeui.live and the new business me and my buddy are running is opsecprints.com feel free to uh, check that out if you'd like again thank you everyone for watching um this podcast has been brought to you by webarchist.com uh, BJ has been great. She helps us host the website and helps me uh, not have to deal with the website side of things so that uh, I can focus more on the interviews and setting things up and working on my personal business. So thank you, BJ. Everyone check out webarchist.com. Um, and so for the final note, um, for the sins of of taking away people's personal autonomy uh, on, on a certain level for the sins of 
of harming the entirety of the populace by taking away their ability to recognize a core experience and and react to it in reality. I do declare that our current world of comfort is part of the nature of the Antichrist. And we hate the Antichrist around here, don't we, Q? Yeah. All right. We also you... hate all politicians, too, because they suck. <laughs> Thank you very much, Q, for coming on. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, Thank may... you for having me. May God bless you, your family, and the listener and all their families as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day.